Good morning. Time for the farm show here at the Shank of the Day on Wax 104.5. As Jill and Krista and myself, Bob Bosol, bring you the news and agriculture around the area, around Wisconsin, around the nation, and around the world as part of the Midwest Farm Report family. We've got markets, 13 first alert weather. We'll look at all kinds of calendar items and what's going on in the world of agriculture. Again, it's time for the farm show on Wax 104.5. Well, the weather's going to change, we can tell you that. We'll set a record again today, but after that, we'll get to more normal, even though, I don't know, 30s, upper 30s, how normal that is in February. No minus signs. We haven't talked about wind chill. That's really abnormal for February in Wisconsin. So we'll set a record about 56 today. 49 was the record set back in 1991. Also, some rain moving, too. We need some moisture, that's for sure. Farm news. Income, farm income, exports, not good numbers. They're forecast to be down. The farm bill discussion is getting underway out in Washington. Dicamba, uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to use that in your beans or not this summer. So lots of things to cover. Plus, Joe, we have some guests in the studio this morning. We do have two guests. Some lovely ladies got up early this morning to come and visit. We've got the state FFA president, Mary Schreiber. She's from East Troy. And we've got Brooke Wittrock. She's from Bloomer. She's a state officer. I don't remember. Are you secretary or are you vice president? I can't remember. I'm the state sentinel this year. State so sentinel. What does that mean? What kind of a job is that? A lot of times the sentinel is in charge of like setting up the meeting room, making sure everyone's welcome and that kind of stuff. Oh, that's good. Well, we welcome. You're both students at uh, UW-River Falls, right? Yep, that's correct. But from home. Yeah, we're pretty grateful that we get to do online school at the same time while serving as state FFA officers. Oh, that's a good thing. Well, again, Mary Schreiber, Brooke Wittrock with us. We'll talk about that as we go along. What's coming up that we want to talk about? Well, we've got the FFA Day on the Hill, and we've got FFA Week. So they've got a lot of activities planned for getting out and about to those FFA chapters. All right, we're going to talk about that. But I was asking him earlier, what's the makeup of the officer team? I forgot how many guys and how many gals? And uh, Mary, what uh, what did you tell me? We got two guys and we have nine ladies. And what did you say about that? I said it was pretty balanced and Brooke <laughs> giggled at that a little bit. Pretty balanced. Nine and two is pretty balanced. Oh, boy. All right. So, well, those, uh, those young gentlemen do hold their own. They have some pretty big personalities. That's why they're state officers, that's for sure. <laughs> well, tell me, Mary, what have you guys done so far this year that uh, since last June when you were put into office until we're into February, you're you're on the downhill slide already. Do you realize that? Yeah, it's hard to believe we're already seven months in. And pretty much right after June kicks off, we start off our summer with lots of training. We have a great program through National FFA. We have a, usually a past state officer or even a past national officer come in and provide the new state officer team some training about how to develop workshops and deliver speeches. And then from there, we pretty much kick everything off in the fall with fall leadership workshops. We travel all across the state to the 10 different sections and host leadership workshops for the students. This year we had a couple thousand of them in attendance, so that was really great numbers to see. We also hosted some fire conferences, and we have our fourth fire conference coming up here in the beginning of March, on March 1st at Southwest Technical College. So that will be a really cool way to kind of round off that conference Now, series. before you go any farther, used to be leadership conferences, and so now you got fire and you got 360. What's fire? What's that, what's that fire conference? Fire people up, or what are you doing? Yep, so found... 
Foundations and Reaching Excellence is what FIRE stands for. It's a conference for middle school students and freshmen, kind of to introduce them to FFA and what leadership is all about. Oh, that's a good thing. Well, uh, again, we've got all kinds of things going on. FFA Week. Uh, Brooke, when is FFA Week this year? It's not far away. It's always in February, isn't it? Yeah, so it's usually the week of George Washington's birthday, actually. Oh, that's right. And this year that falls from the 17th of February through the 24th. So what are you going to do? What are some, is there a theme for FFA Week or national or state theme? What is it? There's not a theme for FFA okay. Week, but every year there's a lot of social media challenges often that take place where we get to recognize our advisors. And then there's also Give FFA Day, which is an opportunity for people to donate money to the organization to support students. And then there's always um, opportunities for students to talk about their supervised agricultural experiences and what they're up to inside and outside the classroom. I got to ask, did you guys uh, go to the FFA Alumni and Supporters Convention uh, last weekend over in Green Bay? Yes, we did. Now, Jill was there, so when we get done, I want to hear the real story about what she actually did over there. Because she said, well, I just stood around and talked to people, and I want to get the real story. Behind-the-scenes story. (laughs) Yeah, so the Alumni and Supporters Convention... It's a really great opportunity for um, anyone who supports FFA throughout the state to gather together, uh, raise definitely some money for FFA members, um, but also just to see what's going on around the state. um, And they elect their new leadership for the year and all that kind of stuff. Oh, that's a good thing. Mary, you guys uh, have a theme as this officer team. Do you have a theme or a mission uh, accomplishment? I remember years ago it used to be I don't remember. You guys were grade schoolers at that time, but uh, they had a, to raise, get shoes for some, send them overseas. I forgot who needed shoes, but they've had things like that at the state convention, and that was their theme to, I don't know, shod the world or something like that. Have you guys got a theme or anything you're working on this year? Yeah, we have lots of cool stuff in the works. Uh, we started off our year by coming up with a theme for the entire year. Right. And that theme was Ignite, because we're igniting everything that we do in agriculture and leadership. And at State Convention, we're excited to ignite some service learning projects by inviting lots of students from around the state to participate in some projects. We have the mm-hmm. bed building through Sleep in Heavenly Peace. We're going to donate some beds to the Madison area and we also have some projects happening around the Arboretum so students can learn a little bit more about forestry and how to help conserve the environment. Still have that work day before the convention starts. Chapters can come down and help in the parks or hospitals or food uh, shelters. Yep, Monday will be our day of service, so we're pretty excited about that. Oh, that's a good thing. All right, so again, officer team is with us. Mary Schreiber, who is our president from East, where is East Troy now? I know it's down southeast, but where is East Troy? Way down in Walworth County, so it's about half an hour out of Milwaukee. All right, so you're down in Walworth. That's uh, that's where Lisa Mullen, our... Yes. What's Lisa's last name now from Bloomer? She Lisa Hendrick or... No, what is it? Conkle. Lisa Conkle. Thank you very much. Lisa Mullen Conkle, who was from Bloomer, a state officer from Bloomer, where Whitrock, uh, Brooke Whitrock is right now. And so that's down that way. And uh, one of her students is now the Osseo Fairchild FFA off, uh, advisor, right? Yep, Amelia Hayden. All right. So again, we've got uh, lots of good stuff going on. So we're going to talk to these young ladies. As we go along this morning, we'll find out more about uh, what's going to happen in FFA week. And, uh, of course, we have FFA week every week, every Saturday on the air. We have an FFA chapter, 52 different schools 
who we got this week? Do you we've remember? got we've got Ellsworth. Okay, so we'll have uh, Ellsworth on the air this Saturday morning on our FFA on the air. But we'll find out more about FFA week and FFA on the hill all coming up here in February. Mary Schreiber, state president, Brooke Whitrock from Bloomer, who is our state sentinel. We'll talk more with them as we go along this morning on the Farm Show. For those who work in acres... Not an hour. Markets on a Thursday morning, and Jill, the cash livestock numbers. Choice fed beef steers are 173 to 183, with mixed steers 109 to 173. Choice fed beef heifers are 174 to 183, with mixed heifers 105 to 173. Finished dairy cross steers and heifers are 144 to 180, and choice fed Holstein steers are 145 to 155, with select and silage fed steers 113 to 144. Cows are 80 to 94 with a top of 114, and bulls are 88 to 126. Butcher hogs are 30 to 54 with sows at 29 to 35, and boars at 15 to 21. Shorn market lambs are 182 to 225. Unshorn market lambs, there's no quote. Feeder lambs are 120 to 335. Ewes are 97 to 135 with exposed ewes at 175 to 320. Small goats are $25 to $175. Medium goats are $50 to $235. Large goats are $185 to $400. With nanny goats at $105 to $255. At the Mercantile Exchange yesterday, cattle futures were lower. Hogs were mixed. February live cattle, $182.22 at the close, down $0.77. Cents. April at $184.80, down $1.27. June, $182.20, down $92. August, $181.62, down $77. Feeder cattle for March, two forty-five fifty-five. That's down a dollar twelve. April, two fifty-one twenty, down a half a dollar. May at two fifty-five ninety, down forty-two. August, two seventy forty. That's down fifty-five. And September feeder cattle, two seventy-two sixty, down forty cents. Hogs, as we said, were mixed. February lower, seventy-three thirty-seven, down a dime. April hogs, eighty-one ten, down fifteen. May up seven cents at eighty-six thirty-five. And June lead hog carcass contracts ninety five fifty seven. That was up thirty seven. Board of Trade yesterday corn down four cents. Beans down a dime. Corn that's a new low for the year. In spite of the fact that there's pretty good export demand up twenty nine percent from a year ago, beans were down a dime. It's uh, about the second lowest price in the last eight months. Pressure on prices from rain in South America overnight. March corn down a fraction at four thirty-three this morning. Oats down five to six cents, three seventy-six. March wheat down a nickel, five ninety-six. Beans up two cents overnight, eleven ninety-one. And meal down forty cents a ton, three hundred fifty dollars and eighty cents. Dairy markets unchanged on the products. Barrel cheese one fifty-seven and a half. Blocks one sixty-one and a half. Butter two seventy-seven. Class three lower again. February down three. 1623 March down 12 1733 April down a dime at 1763 the May contract down 9 cents closing at 1786 and June was down 6 at 1818 and that's the way the markets look this morning 43 degrees new record high of 56 but it's going to get wet and windy today well, we've got awfully Nice guests in the studio this morning. We've got Mary Schreiber. She's the state FFA president. And we've got Brooke Wittrock. She's from Bloomer. And she is the state FFA sentinel. I remembered this time. And we're going to talk about FFA week. It's been around for a few years. So what are some of the activities that you guys are planning for the week? 
Uh, we're planning to start things off on Sunday with uh, SAE Sunday. So it's an opportunity for students to share their supervised agricultural experiences. And then we also have FFA Day on the Hill, which I know Mary is going to talk a little bit more about later. But students get to talk to their legislators about what they're up to. And then um, on Monday, we have the Days of Service. So students get out into their communities and live to serve. And then we move forward to Alumni Day on Tuesday, where we celebrate our alumni and supporters that are always out there helping us out. And then we go to Ag Teacher Appreciation Day, where we show a little um, love to our advisors who are also out there helping us all year. And then we move to Give FFA Day, where people can donate money to support FFA chapters in their area, in the state, and actually across the nation. And then we also go to Wear Blue Day on Friday, where we support FFA members by wearing our favorite color, National Blue. Well, and you've talked about all these things you're doing during the week, but what days of the week, what days of the month are we at for National FFA Week? FFA Week this year is February 17th through the 24th. And it's been around for 76 years. I had to look that up and almost uh, about the same age as Bob. I remember, I remember <laughs> the first one. <laughs> so a lot of outreach, getting out into the communities. You see, how many chapters are you expecting to go visit? Well, for days on the, or FFA Day on the Hill, we have 42 chapters that are planning on coming. And then... The state officer team, really, we sp uh, spread out and split up. So depending on where you are and where you're at, you'll visit a different number of chapters. And those chapters did make requests for you to come and see them? Yeah, so any chapter can reach out to us and ask if we're available to come, and usually we'll say yes. So during FFA week, is there a sp I know you talk at uh, most of our FFA banquets at the end of the year. Most of them are in the spring. But during FFA week, have you got a special theme that uh, you guys as state officers will go to a chapter and talk to them about or just general FFA activities, what's going on in Wisconsin? A lot of the things that we end up going to during FFA week are actually more like fun chapter activities. So donkey basketball is really popular, pancake breakfasts, alumni breakfasts, that kind of thing. And then we just have the opportunity to share the message of what FFA is and how we can support agriculture students uh, around the state. Now, we've got uh, FFA on the Hill, Mary. Tell us more about that. How many, and I don't know at this time if you know, but uh, how many legislators do you expect to be able to visit with? Will you be able to go to their offices? Or are they going to come and talk to you? Are you going to be able to question them on education and education policy and funding and support and all that sort of stuff? Tell us what goes on on the Hill, because you were an officer last year, so you know. Yeah, so just like Brooke mentioned, we have 42 chapters, and from those 42 chapters, we have 210 students coming from all corners of the state. We have each section of Wisconsin FFA represented, and on Sunday evening, they'll come to Madison to a hotel to receive some advocacy training, have the opportunity to develop some key messages that their chapter wants to communicate to our legislators, and then next morning on Monday, we'll travel to the Hill and meet with Secretary Randy Romanski. We'll also meet with State Superintendent Dr. Jill Underly. And then from there, students will spread out, have the opportunity to talk to their legislators. We're hoping that because we have so many students from all across the state, we'll really be able to spread that positive FFA message to as many legislators as we can. We also have some cool opportunities happening in the rotunda. The Wisconsin FFA Honors Band and Chorus is going to be performing, and students will also be sharing a little bit more about their supervised agriculture experiences with some proficiency boards, sharing a little bit more that positive message. I don't know if you've got this handy or if uh, Cheryl Zimmerman would have the numbers, your state FFA leader, response 
from members of the legislature. Do you get, have you gotten responses from most of them and they are receptive to having you come and talk to them? Yeah, just about every legislator we talk to is really happy to see so many young people coming to the Hill, advocating for what they believe in. They also say it's pretty refreshing, too, to have all these students spreading such a wonderful message about agriculture and leadership. They're really happy that we're there. Do you get a chance? I always wanted because I think about Washington and the Congress and the legislature is getting the same way. Do you target Milwaukee, some of those... Fox Valley, Madison, inside the beltway, so to speak, that they don't know a hog from a horse to educate some of these people about what education and agriculture and what agriculture in Wisconsin, they'll all say, oh, we know how important it is, but they don't understand the process. Yeah, sometimes it's a little bit more about sharing that positive message of agriculture that they don't necessarily understand in all corners of the state. But a cool thing that we have this year is that we're introducing some more chapters here in Wisconsin, including Nathan Hale High School in Milwaukee. Oh, good. We also have a high school in La Crosse that's going to be introducing FFA. So some of these urban areas will also be introducing some leadership skills that we have for our students by joining FFA. Yeah, I just saw that uh, the young man that's taken over the uh, FFA in La Crosse. I was excited to see that La Crosse is getting FFA. So it's been nice. It's been a long time, if ever. I don't know when they last time they had FFA. It's a really cool opportunity to, to keep spreading FFA to as many students as we can, providing them those leadership opportunities that are going to benefit them far beyond high school. Ah, good. And we're, ta- we're talking about the on-site FFAs. There's actually a virtual FFA that's being started, too. So well, The whole world is virtual nowadays, I'll tell you. So, But it's good. If you can expose them, no matter which way, whether it's live or virtual, expose them to agriculture and ag education, that's a good thing. Mary Schreiber, state FFA president, is with us. Also, Brooke Wittrock from Bloomer. Brooke is our state sentinel. Coming up, a little bit on health care in Wisconsin. A lot of talk about it, but what about in rural areas? That's next. Health care has surfaced as a dominant theme for Wisconsin farmers in this legislative session. Wisconsin Farmers Union is one of the state's farm organizations that is pushing lawmakers to make some changes. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. Specifically, Farmers Union is asking the state to expand badger care by accepting federal Medicaid expansion dollars. More than 40 other states have signed on and they want Wisconsin to join in. With this expansion, Wisconsin Farmers Union Policy Coordinator Michelle Ramirez-White says affordable health care can reach more farmers. It's definitely been a renewed focus for us. We're here to support SB 717, AB 746, which is a Badger Care public option bill. So it's expanding the basic health plans available in our state insurance market. We see public options and expansion of public options as the avenue that we want to support in expanding uh, quality health care in Wisconsin. So we're very excited to support this type of legislation. One of the farmers advocating for Badger Care expansion is Dylan Bruce. He and his wife operate Circadian Organics and Driftless Seed in Ferryville. Because farming is such a unique occupation, he doesn't qualify for Badger Care. And because he's got a pre-existing condition, he's got to pay for expensive insurance. Farmers are definitely in a unique position when it comes to health care. Uh, first of all, we're self-employed. And so we're not going to have easy access to to health care through an employer. And actually, that's one of the things that drives a lot of farm families to get off farm jobs so that they can access insurance, retirement benefits, et cetera. 
and we do have the public option of badger care in the state, but it has pretty stringent requirements. And in the case of a farm where your income might fluctuate year to year, um, even you know seasonally within the year, you can be eligible and then not eligible for badger care on and off. Um, and so it's really difficult to access kind of comprehensive care. Um, for myself, I'm really passionate about this issue because I was diagnosed in 2020 with Crohn's disease. So I have a pre-existing condition. I have medicine that I have to take every month, likely for the rest of my life. On a cash basis, that medicine costs $7,500 a month. There's no way that I can afford that, right? So I am locked into buying insurance. I have to have insurance to afford the medicine that keeps me healthy, keeps me alive, keeps me out of surgery. And um, that, you know, medicine is is qualified as a specialty uh, medicine. It's a, it's a specialty prescription. And so I can't even get an average uh, healthcare plan. Badger care would cover it very well. I can't access Badger care because my household makes a little bit too much money just over that threshold, right? So that's why the expansion is important is to let more people come in. I have to buy such an expensive plan in order to be able to afford my medicine. So it's not even that I'm, you know, going to the doctor all the time. Um, I, it's, I just have to have that medicine on a monthly basis. And it's such a huge stressor for us. It's our second largest expense every month after, um, after, you know, home, after the mortgage is insurance plus the premium on my medicine. And that's without even rarely visiting a doctor, you know. So this is, this is something I care a lot about. Do other farmers in your circle, in your chapter, do they experience similar issues? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of luck of the draw, right? So there's definitely other folks in our chapter. We talk about healthcare fairly often as a policy issue for farmers. Um, it's, you know, farming is hard on your body. And so even folks that don't have a pre-existing condition or some acute issue they're dealing with, you get over time, you get to retirement age as a farmer, you're going to need robust uh, health care that's aver- available in rural spaces and places. And and so um, it absolutely is an issue for a lot of other farmers, particularly around the fluctuating income and driving people to have off-farm jobs, driving people to say, I can no longer, I don't, I no longer have enough energy to keep my farm operating at its full capacity because I'm spending 10, 12 hours a day off-farm and can't get to those chores on time, whatever it might be. So it's absolutely an issue for a lot of folks. So the first step would be to expand Badger Care by taking advantage of the federal offer. The second piece of this legislation then would create a actual health care plan under Badger Care. Can can you speak to the details of that? Yeah, so the public option for Badger Care is is kind of like, you know, if you put yourself in in the shoes of somebody like me who we don't make a lot of money, but we are just make enough money to not be eligible for the reg- regular Badger Care program, this legislation would basically make it that when we are going on the marketplace to choose our insurance plan, one of those options would be Badger Care, which I think 
you know, I, I see that as a lot better because there's not the conflict of interest of it being a private company that's trying to maximize profit out of my health care. So the BadgerCare expansion will bring more money into it, make it more affordable for people who are already would be eligible for BadgerCare, maybe be able to expand the requirements there. And then the public option is really treating it like regular insurance and not just something that you have to be absolutely broke to be able to access. And on that note, he recognizes that some growers may see Badger Care as a handout, but he doesn't. I think the sad reality for a lot of us as farmers is that um, social services do become important, being in rural places, whether it's you know Badger Care or, or other options. This isn't a handout in the sense that this is something that's funded by us, by the people. And so it's maybe, uh, you know, you could look at it as a handout, but I would like to think of it as a, a handout from me to my neighbor and from my neighbor to me. This is about us as a, as a rural community and looking out for each other. And so it's, it's, it's more than just being dependent on handouts or something else. You know, some of us as farmers, we're not taking a lot of money back to the bank, you know, at the end of the year. And so we need to be able to access health care as well. And again, that's a little talk about health care. Badger Care, as far as uh, Wisconsin is concerned, the Badger Care promoted by the Wisconsin Farmers Union and Health Care, you know, very much part of the, the farm bill, budget discussion, everything. Well, let's go over to the area where uh, Rocky hangs out. That's Premier Livestock along Highway 73 between Withy and Greenwood. Uh, morning, Rocky. How you doing? Doing good. Doing good. All right. And, uh, getting one day closer to March 15th. Yeah, you betcha. All right, but uh, we got a lot of work to do before then. How's the sale barn uh, activity going so far this week? Uh, thank you, Bob. Good morning, everyone. This is how yesterday's dairy cattle auction shaped up here at Premier. Uh, we sold 284 head of dairy cattle. Market was strong, but uh, not quite as strong as last week's market. Uh, we sold them uh, top Holstein fresh cows from uh, 23 to 3,200. Uh, we had a top load of uh, fresh two and three year olds average 2808 uh, most of the loads averaging kind of 21 to 27 uh, we sold a top load of uh, jersey cross cows 28 of them and they averaged 2762 and topped at 3200 we had a top straight jersey cow at 2950 many other cows from 1800 to 2275 spring and heifers top quality spring and heifers from 1750 to 3000 uh, we had an extreme fancy load of spring and heifers average 2,900. Uh, those uh, lesser quality springers, 1,725 and down. <clears throat> we had a nice consignment of registered milk and shorthorn cows and heifers. Those cows were kind of 22 to 24. And then we sold them yearling open heifers that were registered shorthorns up to $1,800. Super nice lineup for next week, Wednesday's dairy cattle auction, including the herd we just got consigned yesterday afternoon. Uh, going to be a smaller herd of Holsteins with some Ayrshires in there. Um, believe they're going to be registered. We also have a fancy load of Kemper's Jersey's Crosses. There's going to be 25 of them Jersey Crosses, uh, two and three-year-olds, some of the very best that we sell. Uh, also next week, that's going to be our special feeder cattle auction on Tuesday. Uh, we're selling also bred beef cows. Call in your advanced consignments. We'll recap the, the week here at Premier. <clears throat> Top high-yielding market cows from 105 to 114. We sold them feedlot premium cows from 115 to 119. Many other cows from 85 to 104. 
High-yielding market bulls from 105 to 128. High-choice and prime Holstein fed steers 155 to 164. Choice beef up to 174. Organic market cows sold every Monday and Tuesday, mostly from 120 to 151. And your calf market, that continues strong. Newborn Holstein bull calves, mostly from 250 to 520 per head. Your beef cross calves, 350 all the way up to $840 on those beef cross calves. Holstein heifer calves, 250 and down. Full details, market reports on our website. Uh, like I said, updated sales schedules. Uh, make sure to check that out at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Questions, give us a call anytime. We're always glad to hear from you. We're out in the country every day looking at livestock. Uh, uh, 715-229-2500. And like Bob said at the top, we're looking forward to March 15th's large farm machinery auction. Uh, we know everybody's busy, but it would be time to get your equipment into the auction so we can get it pictured and we can get it advertised. So that's how things shaped up, Bob. Sounds like a good plan. Well, take your uh, poncho along with you today. It might get wet later on. All right. Sounds good. We'll talk to you later. Thanks a bunch. There he goes. That's Rocky. Rocky Olson over there at Premier Livestock in the Withy area. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Let's get into the newsroom. Morgan McCarthy is with us, and uh, I feel like a man blessed. I've got myself and four lovely ladies with me this morning. I say that's a good start when you're Bob Bolton. I feel kind of like Alex Alex in the morning. Ha <laughs> ha, yes. Indeed, collecting. There you yeah, go. Yeah, collecting Just, the fans around Oh, uh, bathing in the aura, that's for sure. <laughs> you know sure. what I tell you? Uh, with Alex, it probably takes four or five of us to keep <laughs> a... takes a village, is all I'll say. Oh, uh, it sure does. Well, what's going on in the village? <laughs> well, good morning. We're going to start with headlines that put us and keep us pretty close to our area, and that begins in the courts. We go to Pepping County, where a man who had 80 seven dogs rescued last year has entered a plea deal and it involves mistreating animals. The dogs were found at Bradley Richardson's property saying that there were reports of filthy kennels, lacks of food and water and Richardson pleaded guilty this week to charges of mistreating animals and acting as an unlicensed breeder. He's now responsible for paying fines in addition to court costs. In Fairchild, charges filed against an Augusta woman accused of stealing nearly $12,000 from her church. Jessica Akeel's husband was the treasurer of Morningstar Luther Church in Fairchild. The couple was estranged when a number of checks went missing and were later found to have been cashed by her. The suspect currently free on bond. When we look to the line items, it's tax season and you could take it to campus. Accounting students at the University of Wisconsin-Eau Claire are going to be offering those tax prep services and that is free. It's sponsored by the IRS and Wisconsin Department of Revenue. You can, If you make $64,000 or less, you can head down to campus. Just grab an appointment and they'll help you with those taxes for free. Again, we'll set that link up online. 715newsroom.com And ahead of the big game weekend, maybe you want to crack a cold one. This time, though, yeah, uh, we're going to the Coke aisle. Turns out there are some new flavors on the shelf. Coca-Cola Spiced is set to go on sale February 19th, marking the beverage company's first new permanent flavor in three years. The new flavor is described as a burst of refreshing raspberry flavors and spiced notes. The company is also launching a flavor called Happy Tears that will be available exclusively on TikTok on February 17th to mark Random Acts of Kindness Day. That flavor is described as the taste of Coca-Cola, paired with a splash of salty minerals. 
I'm Mark Mayfield. And who needs a can of that when you can get milk the best way to start the day? We better head back to the barn and fill up with Bob Bolsold, Jill Welke, and his other adoring fans in the studio today <laughs> from the FFA world joining you on your Midwest Farm Report. Just give me a beer. It's a lot easier. Yeah, uh, We're going to need it at this point. Oh, that's for sure. All these uh, exotic flavors. I, Thanks, Morgan. Yeah, I keep them in the fridge here in the newsroom. Oh, do you really? Yeah, yeah. Just I know you got a fridge. You know, I've never looked in your fridge. Yeah, it's, I call it my survival kit. That's oh, okay. how we get through the days here. I know sometimes I'm wondering if I'm going to survive, so now I know how to do it. We have the Bob Bosel brew ready to go, right? <laughs> we'll be able to sample. It's Thank a deal. You, you bet. There goes Morgan in the newsroom this morning. And we've got some news before we get back to our FFA officers. Uh, Jill, some numbers, and they're not all good. Well, the projections for U.S. agricultural exports for the current fiscal year that runs through the end of September are calling for mostly lower totals when compared to last year. Our foreign agriculture service estimates will sell $169.5 billion worth of our farm production overseas this year. That's down about $2.5 billion from forecasts from last summer. The biggest drop is expected to be in our wheat exports, forecast to be down about $6 billion, with corn sales down about $500 million, with livestock, poultry, and dairy exports off by about $1.3 billion. For livestock, our beef and pork sales are both expected to be down about $300 million this year, with poultry sales down $200 million. Dairy product sales are now predicted to be down about $200 million. One area that exports to grow this year is ethanol sales, predicted to be up about $300 million. How much? $300 million? To be up... $300 million wow. to $3.6 billion. Good deal. But, of course, you get these numbers, lower exports. That translates into farm profits. Farm profits expected to fall 25% this year. But they're trying to get the farm bill done, aren't they? They are. And yesterday, Democrats of the House of Agriculture Committee released a statement laying out what they say needs to be in the new farm bill. At least if Congress wants Democrats to support a new farm bill, the provisions Democrats say need to be in the bill are continued investment and support of the SNAP program, the Inflation Reduction Act's climate funding, support for crop and livestock farmers, conservation program expansion, better support for rural health care and education, more emphasis on expanding rural broadband and the overall rural infrastructure and including funding for road and bridge repair and replacement. Some of those bridges out there are getting kind of old. Agriculture is currently operating under a one-year extension of the 2018 Farm Bill. Supporting education. How much funding will be in there? Let's uh, again get back to our state FFA officers with us this morning in the studio. Mary Schreiber of East Troy is the state president and Brooke Whitrock of Boomer is the uh, state sentinel this year. And uh, Mary, I got to ask you, you were an officer last year. Now you're the state president. What's the difference as far as responsibilities, involvement, things like that? What are you doing different? So as a sectional officer, you represent the students in your section. Last year, I represented Section 10 out of East Troy. And this year, as a state president, I have the honor of representing all 10 sections, all the Wisconsin FFA members, which has been a really cool transition. Mrs. Zimmerman get after you more this year? 
I do work a little bit more closely with Mrs. Zimmerman. <laughs> That's and, not what and I she's, asked you. She's a joy to work with. I really love her. Yeah, she's uh, she's been wonderful with the Wisconsin FFA. That's for sure. Brooke, what's uh, when you wanted to be an FFA officer from your projections of what it might be like to reality, what what have you found as far as being a state officer has uh, given you? Uh, one of the things that I guess I didn't realize how much you get to do is just work with students in the classroom, hands-on, um, class uh, chapter visits. Each sectional officer visits every chapter in their section. So for me in section one, that means 24 chapters. So that's 24 days getting out to work with students, and that has really been a blessing, a joy to do. All right. I always ask this question. I never get an answer, and I always know why, but uh, are you going to run for state president next year? Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. But, <laughs> they never um, tell me. We'll see. Oh, uh, we'll see. That's the answer. I always go, hey, before we let you go, we appreciate you coming in. Again, Brooke, FFA Week, give us the dates and uh, some of the things that are going to happen. Yeah, FFA Week this year is February 17th through the 24th, um, same week as George Washington's birthday, and it's a time to celebrate FFA members across the nation, really, in the state of Wisconsin and their supervised agricultural experiences, their ag teachers, um, and also raise some money for them. And I take it you'll be busy that week? Yes. How many chapters you got lined up, and what are things going on in, in our section two here? Um, in section... Or you're in section... You're in section one now, aren't you? Yeah, in section Bloomer, one. Yeah, you guys got moved north. But, two years ago. Yeah, a couple things in Section 1, and then probably about six or seven things in other parts of the state. Oh, good. All right. And Mary, uh, part of that is going to Madison. Fill us in on what's going on on the 19th of February with FFA in Madison. Yeah, about 42 different chapters, as well as the state officer team. 210 students will be heading to the Capitol to advocate for FFA and agricultural education to our legislators. All right. Well, thank you, ladies, for coming in. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right, Mary Schreiber. And, uh, oh, by the way, you guys going back to Bloomer? Yes. All right, well, stop at the Main Street Cafe and tell Donnie Stoik I told you that he's supposed to buy you breakfast, okay? We'll see. <laughs> Donnie just dropped his spatula on the floor. Yeah, he's busy making eggs, I'm sure, this morning. So, again, we uh, thank our state FFA officers for coming in. Mary Schreiber, the president from East Troy and Brooke Whitrock from Bloomer. Brooke is our state sentinel. We need to get out out to our markets. Let's head to Barron Equity and hear from Al. We had high-yielding choice wholesale steers today from 130 to 156.50. We topped out at 157. With 20% of our cows today from a dollar to 107, we topped out at 109. With 60% uh, of the cows today from 75 to 99.50, with 20% 74 and down. Uh, we had some beef bulls in here today from 112 to 116.50. Uh, we had some feeder cattle today, some nice 865 pounders from 178 to 179. Uh, just a reminder, March 16th, we will be having our first sheep and goat sale. So if you need any information on that, please contact me at 608-477-5825. Thank you and have a nice day. We need to get to some more markets, and we're going to head to Sparta Equity and hear from Hut Eamon. Fed cattle selling steady today with the Hailing Choice Beef Sears and Heifers 173 to 180. Choice and Select Beef Sears and Heifers 162 to 172. Beef and Dairy Cross Steers 155 to 170. High Yielding Choice Holstein Steers 152 to 158. Topping at 160. Choice and Select Holstein Steers 141 to 151. With the unfinished steers, Heifers and Heavy Steers $1 to $1.40. 
cow market steady quality beef slaughter cows up to a dollar twenty. Highland slaughter dairy cows ninety five to one ten. Cutters and utilities fifty nine to ninety four. With the low yield and canner cows fifty eight cents and down. Bull market steady. Most bulls bringing a dollar to a dollar fifteen with a thin full and bulls over twenty two hundred pounds discount at ninety nine cents and down. Just a reminder, our next sale will be Thursday. February 8th for our special bread beef cow sale starting at 12 noon. Be sure to check our website for early consignments. Click on equitycoop.com, then go to Sparta Market to see what we have listed. This is Hut Amon at Equity Logic in Sparta with this marketing update, and we thank you for your business. And let's go to Equity Stratford, courtesy of Synergy Cooperative. Jerry Fitzgerald is up and at him. Could you use some moisture, Jerry? Good morning to you, Bob. Uh, we certainly could, and I've been looking at the radar here. It's a uh... A lot of green around, but nothing over in this area yet, so I don't know if it's hitting the ground. But it uh, seems like northern Minnesota, north of St. Cloud, looks like they got a pretty good storm going. And uh, just before we get to the markets, uh, those uh, young ladies from the FFA, always interesting to listen to what they got. But uh, they uh, they should be aware of that it's a tradition when, when they come to the studio. I mean, the, the breakfast is sponsored by, you know, Bob Bolsold. Sponsored you know. by the Equity Stratford Sailboard. Well, that would be okay if we would, but they're just a little bit, they're a lot closer to where you are. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, it's always nice to have the young FFA members. Uh, were you around when the first FFA week was held in 1948? <laughs> no, but I was you around. You were too. No, I can remember, uh, well, when I was in the FFA, a gentleman by the name of Johnson was president, so you can see how old I am, yeah, you know. But, yeah, uh, I know the feeling. But, uh, no, seriously, though, they do just a great job. And one about the only unfortunate thing, uh, when I was in the FFA, there were no young ladies in it yet. You know, well, so. there, are, there are lots of them now, and they made the organization better, that's for sure. Well, wrap up. Uh, well, no, wrap up. Uh, give us the wrap for the first uh, three days of the week over there at Stratford. We'll do that, Bob. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. Summary from yesterday, Wednesday, here at Equity Stratford. We'll start out with the feeder cattle auction yesterday. Feeder cattle continue to be a good demand. Lighter weight beef steers in yesterday's auction are selling from 210 up to 310 per pound. Uh, your middleweight beef steers mostly from 170 to 295. Heavier beef steers 140 to 190. Lighter weight beef heifers 195 to three dollars a pound. Middleweight beef heifers mostly from 160 to 245. Heavier beef heifers uh, they're selling from 140 to two dollars a pound. Holsteins lightweight Holstein steers yesterday. Yesterday from 140 to 201, uh, packages up to 205, and your heavier Holsteins mostly from 140 to 180. And like I said, demand for feeder cattle continues to be very good. We'll get to the uh, market auction. That's also on a on a fully steady tone. Good demand on cows and uh, all markets yesterday. High yielding fleshy Holstein and beef cows. Yesterday's auction were selling from 97 up to a top of 119. Most of the cows were selling this week and yesterday were between 75 and 97. Thinner cows. Plain cows, 75 and back. And on the bull trade yesterday, a lot of good quality bulls at the auction. And the top quality bulls are selling from uh, 107 to 120. Extreme top on the bulls at 126. Lighter weight bulls, 95 and below. Fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers are selling from 138 to 150. High yielding choice, strictly prime Holsteins, 151 to 157. Select grading cattle under finished cattle, 130 and below. Summary on the calf market this week continues to be very good demand on the calves. Good quality bull calves, 250 to 500, up to 550 earlier in the week. Heifer calves this week, mostly from 100 to 200, topped at 270 so far. Beef calves, very strong, 400 to uh, 775. Fancy beef calves up to 8.15 so far this week. And we are at Thursday. We start this morning at 11 o'clock. Full marketing day, uh, market cattle, uh, and baby calves will get to those about lunch hour this afternoon. 
And just a reminder, um, our next feeder cattle sale will be next week at uh, next week Wednesday, uh, Valentine's Day, and our next uh, uh, hay auction will be next Tuesday, February thirteenth. So that's what we have this morning, Bob. Uh, hoping we do get some rain. Uh, you know, it's uh, no snow. We need the moisture, but I don't know. It's coming later today, right? Yep, it's on its way. Wet and windy, and a new record high again today. But that'll be it. Hey, you have a good one. We'll talk to you in the morning. You can enjoy the day. Thank you very much. There you go. Jerry Fitzgerald at the Equity Stratford Barn looking at the rest of our markets courtesy of Synergy Co-op. Board of Trade was lower yesterday and overnight. March corn another fraction lower at 433. The oats down 5 to 6 at 376. March wheat down a nickel at 596. Soybeans up 2 cents overnight at 1191. And meal up uh, down 40 cents a ton. $350.80 at the country elevators today. Loyal corn is at 378 with soybeans at 1106. In Arcadia, corn's at 396 with soybeans at 1112. In Chippewa Fall, Falls, corn's at 370 with soybeans at 1117. And Connorsville, corn's at 370 with soybeans at 1113. On the DTN screen, the only $4 corn we have is at Golden Plump, 413 a bushel. Baldwin, 372 on the corn, 1111 on the beans. Durand and Fall Creek, corn 367, beans 1101. Mondovi, 372 and 1106. At Elmwood, 377 on the corn, 1111 on the beans. Osseo, 382 and 1111. Elk Mounds corn is 377 today. The beans, 1116. Sparta, 377, 1102. Ellsworth, 364 and 1101. Ethanol plants, Boysville corn, 389. Stanley, 394. New Richmond grain facility, 389. Dairy products unchanged yesterday. Barrels 157.5, blocks 161.5, butter 277. February class 3 down 3, 1623. March down 12, 1733. April down a dime, 1763. May down 9 cents, 1786. June down 6 at 1818. And before we let our officers go, Mary Schreiber, our state president, is with us and been talking about February, FFA week, and Ag Day at the Capitol. Give us an update on the, the summer convention, uh, Mary. We got we got it all planned, dates and activities. What's the status? Yeah, we're super excited. We started planning in December, and since then we've been hitting it pretty hard, getting ready to plan some workshops. We're also getting ready to host our sessions as well. Brooke and I will be hosting session one, which will kick off convention on that Tuesday, so we're pretty excited for that. We have some excellent speakers and entertainment coming in, and most of all, we're really excited to celebrate all the accomplishment of our members we have record high membership, especially as we're adding fifth and sixth grade membership this year. Uh, over 25,000 members. Wow. That's only going to increase. And that final number will be announced during session one. So Brooke and I are gearing up to announce that number. We're pretty pumped. Well, you should be pretty pumped. How far along are you writing your farewell speech? I haven't started it yet. You I'm, got a theme at least? or a Yes. Thought? Yep. I got it in my head. I'll keep it a secret though. All right. Yeah. Well, we Selfishly, won't. I'm kind of postponing it as long as I can. It'll be kind of a bittersweet ending, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it will. But uh, keep up the good work, ladies. Oh, thank you. All right. Uh, Mary Schreiber, Brooke Wintrock, again, State FFA officers joining us today on the Farm Show. 56, the high today, some rain and some wind moving in. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.